to chatter from the cheap seats my name is jack feldman i am here with you guys riding solo tonight sammy unfortunately could not make this episode but don't worry because i am here and there's only one thing that we are talking about tonight only one topic on the docket only one topic i'm sure you guys can guess what it is it is of course the super bowl and boy did we have a playoffs man we just had Great game after great game. And the Super Bowl was another really solid, good game. You know, it went back and forth. The first quarter, was it, it looked like it was going to be all Rams early on. Odell Beckham gets the touchdown, and they, they just kept riding it. And the Bengals came back. They had that long pass to Jamar that, you know, might have been, been a little bit of a face mask. Uh, Jalen Ramsey had his... At his home, it tugged a little bit, but no, the referees will get into that a little bit later because I do have some things to say about how this game was officiated, but it was a good game all around. Super Bowl is always a little bittersweet because on one hand, you know, you just, you just watch the Super Bowl, you're riding high, you know, you're just, you have so many opinions formulating, you're excited. But then on the other hand, you realize that we're not going to have football for so long and it's it's a feeling that's hard to describe. I get it watching baseball. I remember watching the Yankees in the postseason last year where I was just rooting like so hard. Like I was like, this can't be happening. Like they can't lose this game. This cannot be the last Yankees game of the season. I can't have that. I need them to win this game because I need to watch them play another game. That was my feeling going into the Yankees Red Sox wildcard game. And unfortunately, that was the last game I watched them play. And unfortunately, that might be the last game I watched them play for a very long time. But we're not here to talk about the lockout. We're here to talk about the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford. Let's start there. The man spends his entire career thus far in Detroit. He gets out of Detroit the right way. He was loyal. And he finally gets his chance with... Just an incredible team in the Los Angeles Rams all around. That defense, they got a great secondary led by Jalen Ramsey. They got a great pass rush led by Aaron Donald. They add OBJ. They add Von Miller. This team is unstoppable. And then you got the Bengals coming in. And if you're Matthew Stafford going into this game, he knows very well that this game can quite literally make or break his post-playing career. I mean, think about that for a second. If Matthew Stafford lost this game, and let's say, I don't know, how old is Matthew Stafford? He is Matthew Stafford age. He is 34 years old. So let's say he plays another five years, right? And he puts up similar similar stats to what he's playing that, putting up now. You know, good stats, above average quarterback play, good, good to great quarterback play. And wins a couple playoff games, doesn't make it back to a Super Bowl. You know, maybe makes maybe makes an AFC conference title game or an NFC conference title game, but doesn't get back to the big dance. 
what are we looking at his legacy at when he's done? What do we think about his career? Do we think he's a Hall of Famer? Most likely, definitely, no, he's not. Now that he's got the Super Bowl under his belt, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer because people have been saying that. People have been very aggressive with that take, but people have also been very aggressive on the take that he's not a Hall of Famer. I think that there's, you know, obviously he's only 34, which for a quarterback is fairly, you know, that's like five, six more years of playing. You see, we saw what Tom Brady is doing, and I'm not saying every quarterback is Tom Brady, but it's certainly, you know, it's certainly reasonable to think that Matthew Stafford can play until his late 30s, you know, 38, 39 seasons if he wants to. And now that he's got a Super Bowl, if he puts up good really good numbers let's say for four more years it's he's he's gonna have a chance he's gonna have a chance and if Stafford gets into the hall of fame just think about what that does for him post playing career you know maybe he'll get commercials maybe he'll get an analyst job so that's important and this is stuff that has to be going through his head before the game now I know obviously you're you're saying to me Jack this is a professional athlete. All that he's focused on is the game, and he's not worried about himself. Let me tell you, that's a long two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. I mean, every possible scenario, every possible thought has run through these athletes' minds multiple times. There, there's nothing that they can do other than think during that time about what, what happens if we're in this situation, what happens if we're in that situation. What, what happens if we lose this game? What happens if we win this game? They probably spent so much time fantasizing about them winning the Super Bowl, picturing that trophy presentation, the confetti raining down on them, seeing the Gatorade dumped on their coach. And that's just a lot of pressure, man. And, and Stafford, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He made that one pass in the game-winning drive where he looked the defenders off and he threw just a no-look Mahomes-esque pass just right through a tight window that, if you guys haven't seen it, it is just gorgeous. It's all over the internet. I'm sure you guys can find it. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. And if you look at this this uh, Rams team, their star players showed up. Matthew Stafford, yes, he had two picks, but he also threw for 283 yards and three touchdowns. Cooper Cup had a huge game. Odell Beckham Jr. unfortunately got injured earlier. But, you know, if you look at the big three of this team, Stafford, I would say Stafford and Cooper Cup are the two most important offensive players. And then obviously the most important defensive player is Aaron Donald. And can we talk about Aaron Donald for a minute? I get Cooper Cup, 92 yards, two touchdowns, had a great game. Don't get me wrong. Great game. But what Aaron Donald did on the defensive side, how he influenced the game from the defensive side of things. Two sacks, had that game-winning play on fourth and one, wrapping up Joe Burrow. Just unbelievable. I think he should have been the MVP. And again, I'm not taking anything away from what Cooper Cup did, but, but Aaron Donald was incredible in this game. And there's no question that he's the greatest, the greatest defender in football right now. And he's one of the greatest defenders of all time. It's time that he's in that conversation. I'm not saying he's better than Lawrence Taylor. I'm not saying he's 
at that level, but he's in the conversation. He's in the room. So, you know, there's speculation about whether he's going to retire. I don't want to get too into that because you can't really, you know, I'm, I don't know what he's thinking. So I'm not going to get too into that right now. But speaking of retirement, another guy I want to talk about is Eric Weddle because, boy, it's cool that, you know, he was coaching his, his high school football team or whatever he was doing in retirement, spending time with his family. And he just says, hey, guys, just give me, just give me a month. going to go get a ring, and I'll be back real quick. And, you know, he tore his pec earlier in the game, which just sounds painful. It just like, like, can you imagine tearing your pec? It just sounds like just a bad time. I mean, I would imagine most injuries are a bad time, but this really sounds gruesome. And he played through it. I can only imagine. And, you know, a lot of a lot of players played through injury. Obviously, you know, Stafford had the ankle. Joe Burrow came back out after hurting his knee. And, you know, obviously OBJ tore his ACL. That's the only reason he was taken out of the game. You know, if he 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 would have done anything possible to play in that game. And I'm happy for OBJ. You know, he got his ring. Hopefully, you know. This is the mature OBJ. He's been he's been really well behaved so far in his time in LA, and I'm really hoping that he's matured. And now that he he has his ring, he's not going to go back to the the OBJ of old. But I'm hoping I'm hoping he's turned over a new leaf, and I, I'm happy for him. And I'm 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 really happy for Matt Stafford, man. Just it's a great story, and it shows that. If you, if you do things the right way, you know, treat people with respect. You don't pull a James Harden. You don't pull a Jamar, Jamal Adams. You're going to get rewarded. And boy, did Matt Stafford get rewarded. And I want to talk a little bit now about Joe Burrow because, you know, he, you got to, he, what he did this season, it earned my utmost respect. He is a fantastic quarterback. And, I'm really rooting for him to be back. I hope he will. That AFC is loaded, so you never know. But I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him back in the Super Bowl real soon. But he's so tough coming out on that knee, and we knew we could see it. He wasn't a hundred percent after that. He wasn't maneuvering in the pocket as well as he was before he got hit, and just doing what he was able to do with that Bengals old line. It's pretty impressive, man. It's pretty impressive. And this is obviously, you know, just a short Super Bowl recap, but I want to talk about one more thing before we leave, before I leave you guys tonight. The referees. I'm not advocating for one side here because there were terrible calls on both sides. That call, that that no call, shall I say, on that Jamar Chase touchdown with the face mask on Jalen Ramsey, terrible call. Last play of the game. Less, I don't I, that whole sequence where like the refs don't fo- throw flags all game, like all game, and then all of a sudden, like they're throw, they're, they're just like shooting them out. They have like a you know like instead of a t shirt cannon, they have like a penalty cannon, and they're sh- shooting the flags everywhere. So I don't know if that was a hold. You know, it, it, it's kind of a ticky tack thing, but it didn't. It just. It mind boggles me how just 
a bad call can be made. The wrong call can be made. Clearly the wrong call. In a game as big as the Super Bowl. And people will complain about it for a day or two. And then after that, they'll forget about it. And, you know, a couple months from now, no one's going to be even thinking about it. And it's just, there's got to be a better way. Like People have to figure out a way to not, to not let the referees impact the game in big spots. Because the referees, the referee took over the game in the last minute. They took over the game. When once the Rams got into the red zone, I mean, it was the referee's show. So that frustrated me a little bit, but we're probably going to have an episode out next week. Me and Sammy back. We'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. We'll get into baseball. We'll get into all that stuff, labor negotiations. You know, I know, I know you guys love when we talk about labor negotiations. I know that's way more fun than talking about actual baseball games. So we'll be getting into that. But until then, uh, my name is Jack Feldman, and we will see you guys, or I keep saying we, I, I will see you guys next time on Chatter from the Cheap Seats.